You're listening to the Good Girl Gone Goddess podcast, a soft place to land when you begin to question it all. During a time of great awakenings, this show will focus on the exploration of personal truth, not dogma, nor is it a dig at religion itself. We will instead dive into the history of ancient worship and rituals of women, along with modern stories of everyday wahine who are intentionally reclaiming their mana and their magic, giving our listeners supportive tools like feminine embodiment practices, ancestral healing, holistic sexuality, which redefine our relationship with ourselves, God, and the Great Goddess in all her forms. On this show, we invite you to embrace your worthiness of fulfillment, ecstasy, prosperity, and peace as you untangle from your old life and learn to be intimate with the life you lead now. Hello, beautiful souls. I am so glad to be sitting down finally after months and months of almost wanting to just completely give up on podcasting, which is something I have grown to just love. And yeah, it's been five and a half months and my life has completely shifted since August 8th, 2023. And for those of you that don't know, wherever you are in the world, because there's actually a lot of people that don't know. And for those of you who are in the Pacific or in North America, you've seen the devastation of the Lahaina fires. And my family was or is one of those who have been affected. We are survivors. We are not victims. And it is something that I have to keep repeating and it is something that I'm going to stand by you know I had done an episode on the four-month anniversary I mustered up the courage to sit at the mic and just kind of unpack because up until then I hadn't and I sat there and the episode got really really long and I wasn't even done with what had unfolded in the night and I think some things are just meant for our own cathartic release And yeah, I wasn't ready to, and I'm not ready to release that episode because that's not the way I want to come back. I want to come back with a curiosity for the next season. In each and every story of goddess history, goddess her story, there's a point in which the goddesses ascend to the underworld we see this in so many legends and myths and there's a point where before she becomes a goddess she goes through something quite traumatic quite dark quite sad and then figures out her own alchemy to then become more powerful, more in tune, more compassionate, more living with more clarity. And, you know, this whole idea of a good girl gone goddess, wow, words have power. And I really want to go through this season 
as one who has a lot of tools and you know up until this point and I look at myself in 2023 and I was talking with my husband in bed last night about restarting things that I thought I had quit going back to things where I once was so passionate and now I feel so shut down in a lot of areas my family had to basically just in a nutshell my husband was away on the mainland for work and it was just me and my five kids when we had to evacuate our home and within a matter of hours everything we'd worked up to that point was completely destroyed completely gone we just had a bag a small bag each with just an overnight pair of clothes and all the valuables you know all of your if you can think about your mementos your children's photos your christmas decorations your you know your own baby pictures i think the pictures and the mementos are the most tender for me because those things are irreplaceable right so now when my children draw a picture for me i'm like oh this is my treasure like i love you know i love this and i look at things like you know all those little things that you'll never get back and as i've been thinking about you know coming back to recording i was like i don't you know i have all these ideas that are just swirling and today was like you know what just get on and kind of see what comes forward you know no no agenda, no nothing, you know, just kind of reconnecting, refinding your voice again. And I have a completely new setup. A lot of the things that we have as fire survivors are donated to us. And so shout out to my girl Tia for donating this podcast mic. Shout out to Kamehameha Schools for donating the computer that I'm using. I did end up getting some kind of pop screen or whatever. Um, but yeah, we're in a completely different area of the island. We now live like almost to Hana. If you don't know, it's not, that's on the east end. We were previously on the west end of Maui. And I look out into this really lush area. This area was quite scary for me. And I guess maybe I want to start start i want to start (laughs) i'd like to share with you a story if you're here for it i don't think i can do i mean i don't think i've ever really done shallow like i think if you've been here for a minute you know that like fuck the shallow (laughs) and there's gonna be probably a lot more swearing in these episodes because it's just the way i want to flow as if we were talking story in real time anyways But yeah, like everything has so much depth. And one of the things I had heard recently, and I share this, you know, in the circles, which I'm still doing, thank goodness. It's just that is definitely, definitely never going to stop. But what I was sharing was, you know, from a Hawaiian perspective. Okay, so when you go through fire things and now I'm all scattered, but 
when you go as a fire survivor, obviously everyone needs assistance, right? So you have things like American Red Cross and you have FEMA and you're having all these like entities that want to help you and they're very like, oh, poor thing, I'm so sorry. And while we appreciated that in the beginning, the way in which the energy transfers go, it's like, you need me me being those entities like you need us and we're going to save you right but a goddess doesn't need anyone to save her women don't need anyone to save we can use assistance we can use support we can use a soft place to land but saving no definitely do not need saving Physical saving sometimes, you know, when we're in imminent danger, like we were that night, we did have assistance to help me while it was just me and my children. But yeah, so there's this perspective of you need us so that we are so forever reliant on this external. I've been doing a lot of observations, okay, so... This is just my experience. I'm not saying speaking for everyone, just for me and my experience. And what I heard recently as I'd gone to this Native Hawaiian conference and it was talking about Mauliola. And Mauliola is like the Hawaiian way of healing, right? And living well. That from a Hawaiian perspective, we don't look at people who have gone through tragedies like ours as broken. We actually look at them as sacred. We actually look at those who have come through such an event as couple more sacred and that because our material world has been completely obliterated, that we are closer to the spirit realm than we have ever been. So that's what I mean about fuck the shallow. <laughs> as we move in, coming back in, as I move back into 2024, as I dive back into the podcast, like I don't have time to tiptoe into trying to make people understand where I'm coming from. It's kind of like the boat's moving already. And if this is not your boat, it's totally cool. I think I was really trying to get people on board with the idea of goddess. Like, you know, I teach a practice, right? Goddess yoga has been in my life for a couple of years now. So crazy. And if people still have hang-ups about it, like, that's cool. This is not for you. And I also don't care to explain why goddess matters. I think for me that it's kind of become a no-brainer through the work that I've been doing. It has nothing to do with not believing in God. It has nothing to do with being separate from God. Understanding the spirit of a goddess, seeing ourselves as manifestations of the goddess as women is just the way that I'm going to roll <laughs> unapologetically in the way that I speak. And I can speak to this even on an ancestral level of in all things, right? Like our kupuna nu, male, and female light and dark up and down and it wasn't so much about understanding opposites 
But understanding balance, understanding the coherence, understanding that the complementary, this world, this, you know, westernization, this polarization, and all of the problems, honestly, that I kind of sit back and watch and, you know, you look at all the world tragedies, including what we went through, are going through in Lahaina. It is such from a male perspective and a male leadership. And this is not so much about, I'm just so feminist. But what is missing in all of this is the wahine perspective, is the wahine energy. The divine feminine movement is not so we can just pick flowers in the forests and bake bread in the kitchen and whatever. It's like to bring balance back into the world. So yes, while this podcast originally was to share about deconstruction, I am definitely going to be talking about decolonizing because coming alongside decolonizing is also pulling back in the divine feminine into the everyday life, whether that be at home, whether that be in politics, whether that be, I don't know, in our own just spiritual journeys. Reclaiming the goddess in this time of life is giving her a seat. Giving her a seat and being a vessel for however that looks. And I really, um, you know, one thing, and I can't share the specifics, is that I am in a learning year. I'm in a learning year. I've re-entered the program that I thought I had let go. So um, I was studying last year in like holistic sexuality and relationship coaching. And it wasn't so much about what I'm going to do with it. It was just really nourishing. And it was about 600 hours and I was 400 hours in. And it was just super important for me to, you know, do this. And I lost all my work and all my practicums and all these things in the fire. And I was like, oh, screw it. I, there's no way I can start all over again. But then I realized, like, you know what? This is actually for me. Like, this is for the fact that my body has completely gone through trauma. That our whole family is experiencing PTSD. And if you're like, wait, we were first talking about goddess and we all kinds of things. But understanding how sexuality as a woman, being in touch with our inner goddess, and not so much just the sensual parts where, you know, when we say goddess, there's kind of like this commercialized view almost like a hula dancer commercialized view right it's so much deeper than that being a part of a holistic sexuality program is understanding the depths of our spirituality um the truth you know the what it what it is to use our arrows our life force and i have been feeling completely void of that life force i've put on a ton of weight i have been i'm back to literally my postpartum weight after my son doesn't really feel good you know it's part of being disconnected and kind of shut down right with our nervous system i've had what's called huliopu, like so much intestinal stress and um, unease and angst that I've been working through. 
And so while I have been experiencing beautiful, um, yeah, beautiful awakenings on the somatic level, I've been dealing with a lot of shit, <laughs> like a lot of shutdown. But what holistic sexuality is, it's about reawakening the heart, reconnecting to the felt sense. And so this goddess practice that I have implemented in my life, and it took me even a couple months to get back there. It was just my first time teaching, um, you know, about two months ago. It was the biggest, you know what, you have the tools. You know what to do now. Versus years ago when I had my first real understanding that my body had shut down, that my nervous system was just completely overwhelmed by all the doings and it was time to connect with my being and all of that. I come with a lot of tools, but the tools are not for other people right now. The tools are for me. And along the way, I do plan to share the journey and the things that are helping me so that the deeper I get into my own embodiment, the deeper that I can share that these tools are, are timeless and available and within all of our reach. You know, there's not this mystical way in which we come back home to ourselves. But anyways, I want to tell a cool story. That took me like 16 minutes to get back to my story. <laughs> That's what happens when you wait five months. But yeah, again, just talking, just getting back on this mic. I don't want this to go so long. But yeah, just letting this whole episode be a fucking mess. Just like myself some days, most days. <laughs> and it being perfect. Like just literally being perfect. The one thing I just want to trust in as I share these things is the frequency. So laying this down that I don't really have time for shallow but you know and shallow is not is different from like mundane <laughs> um mundane is pretty magical lately like I have to say that so after we lost our home um you know majority of families went to live with others i got to live we got to live with one of my best friends and her family so we were we kind of became an instant family of 12 with two dogs and then it became three dogs and it, you know we we're living out in the central area of maui and then we were invited to live in a home which was really cool because we thought it was from chef gordon ramsay and then we found out it was Shep Gordon Ramsay, um, which is a completely different person. And then we found out that it was actually the home of one of the members of the Motley crew. And that was really cool. And they just, with so much extreme greed that's happening after the fire, there are pockets of people who are extremely, extremely generous. And I just count in my blessings that we... We're on the receiving end of so much generosity from the community, from maybe some of you who are listening to this. You know, I just hundreds and hundreds of people who I've never met, hundreds and hundreds of people that I've cultivated relationships with over, you know, 
all the decades of my life just kind of came full circle. And if that's one truth that I can share today, truth, wisdom, whatever, cultivating relationships, man, like that is the richness of this lifetime. And, you know, when I was really deep in my network marketing journey, they would say, your net, your net worth is your network. And I was like, yeah. You know, and, and although this wasn't a business type of thing, it was, it just really showed me that the, all of the relationships that you make in your life, you know, you just never know why you do that nice thing for someone. It's never for, I hope I get something or they do this for me or whatever, whatever. But just cultivating relationships saved us. Like if that was the thing that saved it was that. It was all these beautiful relationships and people just came to take care of our family. And, you know, one of the hardest things as Lahaina survivors is accepting the help, accepting and receiving, you know, like you think you know how to receive until you go through a tragedy and you are just completely reliant on others. And that's hard. Um, but anyways, the story that I keep putting on, and this is a goddess story. So I'm going to end this episode with this story and sharing why, like, I know that this path that I'm on and welcoming in the goddess began as a practice of movement years ago. And then realizing that there are goddesses in every woman and that we all ascend from the great mother. We all come from her and that the great mother is our earth. That's how I view this. And as I started to reawaken the goddess within myself, as I started to integrate being able to love God And that's something I really want to share in this season of Good Girl Gone Goddess is like, I don't believe in God. Like, I know him. I know him because for the beginnings of my life, I felt him. But I also have felt her. It's an integrative perspective that I don't often hear. And maybe you've never heard. And yet... That's the work here on Good Girl Gone Goddess. It is not going, I don't believe in God. I don't want to talk about God. But I'm going to go heavy on the goddess part because we never hear about this, especially if you grew up in religion, especially if you are a part of religion. And if you are and you are here, like kudos, man. Like kudos for being able to hold love in your heart for other perspectives and deciding like even if you're being fed answers weekly and this could even go for people that are in spiritual practices and like that you get to make your own (laughs) your own not just your own but your own okay make it ono for you so as i started to really incorporate goddess and read the books and dive in deeper and just have this desire to have a relationship and I never shared this publicly I bought my first statue last year I want to say probably in the spring 
I had this card set and I use it in all of my goddess yoga practices and it has all the goddesses and a little bit about her history, her story, which I want to start sharing on this podcast. It's one of the things that I felt like it would be so amazing to share, not only of like the goddesses around the world, but goddesses here in Hawaii, the goddesses here in Polynesia, um, and all the gifts and the ways that we can use the rituals to invoke and to, yeah, anyways. So I bought a statue. That was a big freaking deal for someone who was like raised Mormon. And you were like, there's no idols. And anytime there's like a Buddha statue or a crystal or like anything that resembled anything, you're just like, absolutely not. It's the devil. Like that's just how you're conditioned basically. And even if I didn't subscribe to that anymore, I had a hard time bringing in statues, especially if they're bronze or gold or like, I don't know if you guys saw that um, movie, The Ten Commandments as a child, like we would watch that, I don't know, a couple times a year, every year. And it was like, the idols and la la la. And I was like, scarred. (laughs) Like I was so freaked out of statues but anyways um as i was deepening into my goddess practice i really wanted to learn and kind of be devoted and get to know one like get to know one in the way that most activated with me and the way i kind of find activation is like something within my breath something within my heart something within my not oh just kind of feels a little heated, a little alivened, a little bit more shoulders back, like heart open. I just kind of relaxed and got excited, right? Like I just activated. And the one that kept bringing that to me was Kuan Yin. And she's in a couple of cultures, Asian cultures. And I started to read about her. And I don't know if I'm saying this word right. So don't come for me or come for me to correct me. I'm here for that. Bodhi, Bodhisattva. I, I think so. Okay, not perfect on that. I will definitely clean that up and maybe I will repost the actual. <laughs> but she was never an ascended goddess. Her mission in life is to be among the people and be a goddess of service and compassion and compassion in the way that she brought like a pilina in her communities she brought this sense of community she brought hearts together like she she became a bridge basically goddesses are our portals no matter you're a portal as a woman you know through our wombs through the fact that we can create life you know we are portals between the spirit and the physical realm and a bridge for me is those who can help people not only come together but perspectives and whatnot so that is something that I feel has always kind of been in my path I mean, I even look at the, the thing I just said about wanting to bridge the two, the god and the goddess within all. And before I can do that, I think we're good on the God podcast. Like, I think we're good on all the Bible verses and all the, you know, Bible podcasts and the Christian podcast and like totally. 
I don't hear too much about how to incorporate the goddesses. So that's what I want to talk about. Okay, mahalo. And so Kuan Yin, I wanted to kind of pray to her. I wanted to invoke that compassion. And it wasn't so much like I'm idolizing. It was more about how can I think of these traits that Kuan Yin possess, possesses and bring that into my own heart as someone who I, as I did my studies, which is interesting because she's outside of my, you know, my cultures and I'm not, you know, Asian, but I bought a statue of her and she's sitting on the moon and there's, you know, there was a little bit about her teachings kind of transcribed and every morning when I would get up to journal and I would light my candle in the morning, I would just be like, may I welcome compassion and service into my heart. And it was like a prayer that I just naturally started to craft and to create so that it was a conscious choice each day to bring more compassion. Was I always compassionate? No, but the intention was there, right? Like for the most part, at least I was conscious and aware. This is what my desire was. And so the reason why I'm sharing this with you is as I kind of, you know, got us moved from a practice into kind of a lifestyle and to kind of a very strong belief system um, and just a way of life, like just a way of being and really tapping into that after the fire, after we left this one, our, our second, our second location, um, we got a call and I was at my lowest point at this, at this time, I was at my lowest point because we were promised a place and it didn't work out. And I just was broken and probably more broken than when we initially lost our house because I was kind of like, Ooh, I'm going to decorate and we're going to have a place. And my, I got my kids on board and I was hyping them up and it's going to be good. Like we have this, you know, it didn't work out. It crushed my soul like I was really at my most depressed. And then I decided to turn to my practice again to ignite my ceremonies again, which was very simple of like breathing, of sound, of meditation, of journaling. And so I started to have this vision and I started to... journal out that I was sitting in this field and I could see the ocean I could hear the ocean I could hear the rustling of the wind through the trees and how I could tell I was in a really lush area and then there was this mint green house with white trim and somehow I knew that this is where we're gonna live and then I would awake from this meditation and it was so clear that I was like, I'm going to write every little detail down. And you know what was so amazing was I started to see this for about two weeks straight. Sorry, mind the background. I had to fix my computer. And I wrote this down for two weeks straight. And then I randomly, I'm like, husband I just want to share with you what's been kind of coming up in my meditations because I've never for this many days had the same one and I wrote it down and I read it to him and he's like okay and I said but you know and there was a little piece of me that was like 
it doesn't exist like there's no way you know like no it's not gonna happen and one day he called me and he's like you're never gonna believe this text message so he sends me this long text and basically like his co-worker's wife's friend who comes to Maui like has this property and wanted to extend it to us and it wasn't even just about the generosity which is was so incredible but the way in which they listed the words of what was on this property and I was like he's like could this be the place I was like I don't know but let's go check it out and it, I kind of even my heart was like I already knew it was a yes you know it was just like oh my gosh this is this is happening um so yeah this basically became like it was a manifestation oh and those are my dogs in the back so they're little puppies and I gotta wrap this up but we came to check out the house and I at well be I got on the phone with the lady and I was like I just have a quick question like what color is the house and she's like you know it's brown and I was like oh okay that it couldn't be but as we drove down this dirt driveway which we live off the grid now it's hard and also amazing um there's a mint green house with white trim to the exact way that I described it in my journal. Like I was just amazed. And as we drove to the house that we're going to stay, we're right by the ocean. There's a river. It's this lush and private. And it, we don't really call it our home. We call it our sanctuary because Nolina is our home. But this is the place in which we heal. And the end of this story, and I'll stop here for now, is that as we pulled into the driveway to walk up the stairs, wouldn't you know it, that there is a statue of Kuan Yin at the base of the stairs. And as I walked up the stairs, there's a green door with a yoga symbol of, or Sanskrit symbol of Om. And if you know, like the chakras, um, the green is for your heart, you know, and the healing that needed to take needs to take place in all of our hearts. And as we open the door, there are goddess statues all throughout the house. And what is so unique is as I started to incorporate, you know, pulling the goddess, the, the entire energy of this home is so mother like great mother and being so close to nature and the earth um there's also parts that are so unique to to me is that you know prior to the fire i was teaching i finally started teaching hula in my garage to the girls in the community that i miss so dearly there's a picture of Kumu teaching her hula dancers on the kitchen and as they look into the house there's um, little symbolisms of the dragons of the mo'o and there's also a picture of an ali'i hugging his wahine which I'll get into that story another time but all these beautiful ho'ailona that just said you're being led and you know, those could say like, Mahalo but I said, this is a goddess house. And my husband did not, you know, he, he did not disagree. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Because I had read my journal, because he's known the, 
the path that we've been on and then what's even even cool as I'm recording in this room my walls are orange you know and I've been working in the sacral for the last couple of years and my daughter's room is yellow and it's just you know every little piece of this house was just confirmation that you're on the right path it is strange path to so many it is very peculiar it is not popular and and that's not the point right like I don't know what is going to happen in the next year I don't know what's going to happen in the next five years but I also know that I'm not alone and that I can kind of trust in the journey like trust in this entire new season where just like I was sharing, our material world has been obliterated and it is time to go deeper. And when I say deeper, it doesn't always have to be so serious. Like play, you know, play in the spirit realm. Dream dreams and kind of give myself permission to redream and reimagine what life is going to be moving forward. So if you're still listening to this, I'm stoked. I will just say that I am a manifesting generator. And so I might be like taking breaks here and there. Life, it gets really crazy sometimes. And so I don't think I'm going to be doing weekly episodes. But the goal is right now, and this is for my own accountability. The goal is at least twice a month for now. So that we can connect, so that we can share stories, so that we can learn her story and see maybe which goddess you would connect with and how she's amplifying in your life. All my love, my sis, you know, whatever your journey is. And if there's something that you would like to hear, that is super, super helpful for me. I have my email and I also have my Instagram and i also and i will put this out um i have our upcoming events just for live but there will be online this year as well as in person again certifications you know i thought that part of my life was just completely obliterated too but i got to do a training recently really intimate um and certify and i was like bro like this is it like i love whether women decide to you know teach or not or whatever i love being a vessel of transmission and the magic that kind of unfolds when we get together so i'm like yep we're gonna do that this year so inviting you upcoming events to get on that list and see where this year takes us you know we're just gonna go with the flow and so all my love and i cannot wait truly cannot wait for the next episode yes my sis thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode i super love and appreciate you because you know it is my whole heart to co-create this show and the way in which this grows is when you share this directly with your peeps or post and tag me on social media which i love because then we can further the conversation and i can ask you like what would you like to hear in the future and before you go 
if you have not, please subscribe to my mail list called Submerged because in this juicy email, you will get a deeper dive and exclusive invitations to upcoming events and live transmissions, which will focus deeper on holistic healing, sex, love, relationships, motherhood, all the things. And it is a continuation of the things we speak on, maybe with a video or two of what you can do in your own space. I don't know. You have to see. But alongside that, they have a monthly good girls guide to various topics such as letting your needs be known, living with more pleasure, cutting the people pleasing, and so much more. I just want to tell you it's going to be a powerful year, my sis. So I'm grateful and I can't wait to grow alongside all of you.